Welcome to C3 Church Cabra. You're about to hear a message from Andrew Flaxman. Get ready to be inspired, live your best life. Uh, come with me in our Bibles as we come around the Word tonight. If you brought your Bible, um, it's in 2 Timothy. Who's ever read that book? Uh, 2 Timothy, what a great... Uh, uh, it's the Apostle Paul writing to a great young guy called Timothy. And uh, they say that Timothy, the, the church that Timothy was pastoring, uh, had something like 50,000 people in it. Some say thirty to 50,000. Now, it's like basically if you look back in the day, it's like having all of Sydney uh, is this church. It's like equivalented out. Uh, but back in the Bible days compared to now, it'd be like having all of Sydney as his church. Young guy, young pastor. And uh, basically what happens is uh, uh, Paul came through, set up the church, and then handed it over to this young guy to take on. And Paul writes letters to Timothy. And he's basically, the, Timothy's the, the spiritual son of Paul. And uh, it's such a great thing to read the book of 1 and 2 Timothy. And uh, it's like, Basically, Paul's nearly his last will and testament to Timothy. And you know, when it's the, uh, you know, if it's your last words on earth, they're going to be pretty important. You know, it's not like Thursday night's bin night, remember to take bins out, and, you know, remember the T-boat, you know, do, you know, make sure you pay this. And No, no, it's going to be something pretty important. And uh, so I love reading through the book of 1 and 2 Timothy. Who's ever read them? Who, uh, who's ever gone through them? And it feels really like you actually get to know the Apostle Paul. We don't know too much about him, but... Tonight, I just wanted to touch on a few things out of uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20 to 22. 2 Timothy 2, 20 to 22. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and I've got two points tonight that I like to talk about. No, I don't. But uh, chapter 2, verse 20, verse 2, chapter 2, verse 20 to 22. It says here in chapter 20, uh, verse 20. How come I never get this right? I tell you, this guy, who is this guy? Two weeks, guys. They're back in two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks. It says, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Verse 21. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he'll be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Verse 22. Flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this house, for this word tonight. Bless us, Lord. Increase us. Lord, take us to a new level. Give us revelation, Lord, tonight that uh, you are great and you are good and you are here and you are blessing us in this house. In Jesus' name, amen. I have uh, just a few points if you want to... uh, get a notepad or a Bible or whatever you need to get out your iPhone. You can take some points down if you need to. Uh, and uh, we could make this pulpit just a little bit wider, Frank. I can put three pieces of paper there. No drought. Oh, i got three right now. Point one, and as I was reading through, but in a great house, as I was reading through this uh, this morning, this was my morning message and I had a night message and I flipped them around. So this morning we preached the night message and tonight we preached the morning message. What I was thinking about here as I was reading through this verse, but in a great house, not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wooden clay. As I read that, I thought, you know what? My first point is uh, C3 Church, Tugra, is a great house. As I was reading through that, it jumped down to me. Guess what? Our church, C3 Church, 
is a great house. And as I was writing this down, it felt like our church, we haven't even started yet. It feels like we haven't even, you know, put it into first. It feels like we're still, like, just turned the car on. It feels like the car's warming up. Who knows what I, you know, when you, uh, back in the day, you used to have to turn your car on, let them warm up. Warm up. Who's ever had a car like that? You used to have to turn it on. And how long, Frank? You have to turn it for, like, 20 minutes before you, you know, while you start it up. It feels like in our church here, that we haven't, we've been here 20 years, believe it or not, we've been here 20 years. And as I was praying about it, I thought, man, it doesn't even feel like our church has even started. I mean, the, the future for our church just seems so great and so broad and so large and so, you know, greater than where we are right now. It feels like, like we haven't even turned, turned the key to start the car now. It feels, like, it still feels like we're looking for our car in the car park. Who's ever never, don't even know where our car is? It feels like, that's why it feels like we haven't even really started yet. As we just in a great house. And I was just, I, could, I was just thinking of all the things that our church, you know, in the next 20 years, all the people that we're going to be able to bless and all the people that are going to be able to impact. Is that a great thing? That point one for this tonight is that C3 Church is a great, do we have the new logos, Ellie? Where's the new logo? Can we put that up? Do we have a new logo? C3 Church, uh, we've changed, uh, well, I didn't change it, but Pastor Phil Pringle, has, so that's our new, uh, so they've changed, it used to be the three circles, who knows that one? They're on my notes, if you can see them, and uh, thank you, and uh, it feels like you're actually a real preacher when you print out your notes, Rach, and it's got the church letterhead uh, on the top and the bottom. It's like, yeah. Oh yeah, he's got it, and uh, makes makes them just a little bit better. So they've changed it to that, and uh, it wasn't amazing. We had Greg French here Tuesday night. So powerful for our leaders and pastors. Greg French here. That's so. What I don't know if you noticed. There's a there's a sign over in the car park. A three. Uh, what do they call it? Three-faced sign. That's going to go out there. Put the new logo on. It's going to be C3 Church Tugra. So it's going to be a new, and that's the new logo. And who likes that? Who thinks that's a pretty cool one? And is it better than the old one? And uh, anyway, I don't know, Ollie, what I'm going to do with my tattoo now. Might, no. And uh, you can use that joke twice. That's okay. Uh, point number one, C3 Church is a great house. Point number two, it says here, um, it says, where are we? It says, therefore, verse 21, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master. Point number two is, are you useful or unuseful for the master? When we get to heaven, God's going to go, yeah, man, you, 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 you did heaps of, you, 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 you know. And I, so it says here, some, it's sanctified and useful. It says, uh, are we useful or unuseful? Are, are we an ineffective Christian? Uh, you know, are we, there's people that just come around and, you know, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, but not really, and oh, I do this, but, uh, you know, I go to church. Well, I'm not asking if you go to church. I'm asking, are you useful to the master? Are we, you know, doing what God wants? Are we blessing others? Are we you know, inviting people to church? Are we the ones that are, in, you know, working on, Pastor Greg French said a great message about inviting people to church. Now, one the only, said the only thing that would disqualify someone from being on his team would be a leader that would not have lost the passion to invite people into our house, into God's house. The number one for Pastor Greg was to be the person that invites people into God's house. Is that okay? Point number two, useful. Are you useful or unuseful to the master? What a great, great thought to think about. Am I, is my life, am I being, making a difference to others? Point three, uh, it says here, uh, uh, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. 
Point number three was prepared. And uh, it says here in Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, but you, when you, we touched on it this morning, but you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. The NIV, NIV says, your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. It's talking about like an unseen significance where, where our battles that we win in private uh, seem to be the toughest battles that we, we fight. You know, we can all pretend that we've won a battle publicly, but the, the most powerful battles that we fight, that we win in a secret place, it's like an unseen significance. And I was thinking about David's mighty man. That's how we mentioned it this morning, 1 Chronicles, chapter 11, verse 10. Thank you, Nathan Cairns. And how these men, why were they called mighty men? Because they, when everyone else ran, when everyone else took off, these guys somehow by themselves took fields and took on Philistines and took on one, so one guy killed 300 men in one go by himself. I mentioned killing 300 guys in one go by yourself. I mean, how do you, you know, a guy's in a pit on a snowy day, kills a lion. And uh, man, who, man, I don't want to, I wouldn't even kill a lion if I had a car that could drive away with like, a, you know, you know, too hard. I'm too, you know, anyway, uh, point three is being prepared. How God, um, who, who's unseen, has called us to pray in the unseen. There's like a lot of preparation, I believe, that goes into, into a life. And how, how it's one of our responsibilities to be the people that uh, fight and win battles in the secret place. In the secret place. Point four and uh, it says here, uh, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Point number four is it takes work. Uh, I wrote, actually wrote, it, take work, it takes work, baby. Uh, point number four, it takes work, baby. And uh, you know that uh, it says here in Genesis, the Lord God took the man, uh, Genesis 2 verse 15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. Work it keep it. You've got to work it. Point, uh, Proverbs 22 verse 29 says, uh, do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. I have that in my office. In the front of my, in my desk, in the front of everywhere I look, it says, uh, do you see a skillful man in his work? He will stand before kings. You know, uh, how many people do we know that do their job, but they do it half-heartedly and it's rubbish and it's, it's close enough Oh, close enough, it's good enough. Oh, it sh- they should be happy that, that I even did it. They should be happy that I'm even... No. The Bible says, do you see a man that is skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before my Bible. And it was in New King James, so it's not up there. Uh, anyway, it doesn't say obscure, but anyway. Um, uh, Psalm 90, verse 17. Let, it says, uh, is that up there? Psalm 90, verse... What's ESV? Does anyone know what that means? Is that the Espanol version? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Espanol. One of my goals... Espanol. <laughs> well, uh, Spanish, right? Where uh, one of my goals is to host a Spanish connect group. Yeah? Yeah. In Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who thinks that'd be awesome? And uh, yeah, buenos. And uh, don't really know that much Spanish just yet, but our learning uh, is planning on learning. He's <laughs> planning on. No better time to start than tomorrow, right? Tomorrow. We'll learn tomorrow. And uh, that's true, though. I actually, we have a Spanish lady come around to our house every Monday night from next Monday uh, to teach us the Espanol. <laughs> You're going to teach us Spanish. And the kids. Uh, all the kids are going to learn it. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? 
Who wants to learn Spanish with me? Come on. Let's be a Spanish-speaking church. That's what I said to Luke. I said, I'm done. I am done. English, I am done with English. I've used it for 34. I'm done with English. And uh, anyway, so uh, that's why I put up the ears. <laughs> I'm trying to get there. You know, it's the little things that get you there. And uh, I don't think that stands for <laughs> English. <laughs> Espanol. Like, yeah, right. ESV. Yeah, Espanol. Of course. Yeah. I'm going to use it. I'm there. And uh, our kids are starting to learn a little bit. But she's lovely. I spoke to her a little while ago. Her name's Marta. And uh, she's 60. And she speaks the Spanish really well. She, <laughs> she's from there. And uh, she's lovely. She's lovely. She's going to come around. She's going to come around our house and teach us. And she also, at the same time, uh, it, she also uh, teaches Spanish cooking. <laughs> so, so if it, yeah, if this, the, the, the the lingo doesn't, you don't, you know, she can just whip you up a paella. That'd, uh, yeah, you know, you can't do it. <laughs> it's Spanish, right? And uh, anyway, um, yeah, Psalm ninety verse seventeen. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us. Establish the work of our hands. I need to learn Spanish. Lord, bless my mind. Let me learn it. Let me learn it. And uh, there's my goal. One of my goals is to be able to host a connect group in Spanish. Wouldn't that be cool if we had a Spanish service here, like an 8 a.m. Sunday morning Spanish? Just all these Spaniards coming in, coming out, Mexicans in and out. I'd love that. And <laughs> see, speaker, right? <laughs> they love it. They need, we need more Spanish. They love it. How nice are Spanish? They love them. I love them. I, t- I was tossing up between... Uh, French or Spanish, right? And I thought, French? <laughs> that, is, that is lame. I don't, does anyone here know French? Uh, what a, oh, it's, the, it's the romantic language. It's the language of love. Well, it's, it's lame is what it is. And uh, so we're learning. But if you want to learn French, you know, you can go to another church. But no, come. <laughs> no, you don't have to. You just have to sit at the back a little bit. And uh, here it is, uh, number five, it says here, uh, flee also uh, youthful lust. Point number five is, uh, this is a point I wrote, me included, we have teenagers running around in adult bodies. Uh, Some of us need to grow up and be men. Anyone? Anyone? Uh, Point number five. Point number six is, uh, and this is it, it says, pursue uh, righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Paul says here, he says to pursue. Uh, to pursue is to, to chase or to go after, to run after, to follow, uh, to give chase to, to hunt down what he says, to pursue righteousness. We're here, we're, Paul's saying here to pursue, being, what is righteousness? Break it down in simple language, it's to be right with God. You know, there's so many things that uh, we do that we know we shouldn't do and they distance us from the Lord. You know, I shouldn't do that, but yet we do it. I, I shouldn't go there, but we go, I shouldn't say that, but we say that. You know, the Bible says in Timothy, Paul to Timothy saying, pursue, one, is righteousness. Number two, pursue faith. Uh, what are we called to do? The Bible says in Romans 4, verse 17, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. I love that scripture. And as I see that point, and point one, great house. I see this house as a great house. I see that we haven't even started yet. As I see that, it's like God gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. You know, God, I, I believe God can, can do, create something 
uh, out of nothing. Where there's nothing, I don't think God gets intimidated by that. Where there's nothing here right now, or where there's nothing, you know, God doesn't go, oh no, oh no, there's nothing there. I, you know, what can I, no. Uh, I love that we serve a God when there's nothing, there can be something. And even though when something's coming at us, there can be nothing at the same time. When we have things coming at us, we serve a God of faith that says, well, that might be coming at you, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, it can go that way or it can go that way. God is a God of faith. I, I love who God is. I, you know, I wrote in my notes, Lord, increase, would you increase my faith? I want more faith. I don't want to be the guy that doesn't have enough faith. I want more faith. I want to be the guy that, you know, can speak to a mountain and it can move or speak to here and it can do that. Um, I love that. Uh, Paul says to pursue faith. I wonder how many times we pursue righteousness. Do we pursue faith? Uh, now it says here that you will pursue love. Uh, Paul says to Timothy that you will pursue love. It says here in Timothy, uh, 2 Timothy 1 verse 6, uh, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you, gift of God in you. God gives us gifts. You know, so every one of us have, have gifts. That's not, uh, not one person has it, but God gives all of us different gifts. You know, it's, like, it's not like you didn't get a gift and he did, or she got one and you didn't. God gives us all gifts, whether we think it or not, whether we use it or not, whether we put it down or not, that God gives us all gifts. It's not like that guy's got it and that guy's got one and he, he hasn't and he, she hasn't, but he does. And he, No, the Bible says, I remind you to stir up. We need to stir it up sometimes. Oh, woe is me. Oh, I'm a down and outer. Oh, I've got nothing doing. Oh, it's too hard. No, the Bible says to stir up the gift in us. I tell you, if you just stir up a gift inside of you, uh, you'll be amazed at what your, your perception changes. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, no, I can't. And all of a sudden, once you stir up like faith inside of you, it's like, well, I can, maybe I can do it. Or, you know, you stir up another gift inside of you, uh, you'll be amazed at what actually comes out. And I believe that the devil spends as much time as he can not wanting any of us to stir up gifts that God has given us. Because God, the Bible says that we overcome the devil by the word of our testimony and uh, by the blood of the Lamb, how God has given us gifts to overcome the devil. And not also just for us, but for our neighbors or for our school friends. Or You know, there's, there's so many people that I believe God's relying on us to be the one that makes a difference in their world. You know, if I don't say something to that person, maybe that person will go out and I'll never see them again. Uh, stir up the gift of God which is in you it's already in you through the laying of my hands Paul says it says verse 7 uh, Timothy 2 verse 1 it says for God has not given us a spirit of fear God has not given us a spirit of fear so if we have a spirit of fear where did it come from it's not from God God hasn't given us fear but a spirit of power God gave us a spirit of power and of love we're people of love we're pursuing love that's you know we and of a sound mind I mean, that's amazing, a sound mind, uh, that, that I, I'm not worried this way or that way. I, I, I've got a sound mind. And uh, that's right, it says here, I just agreed to my points in my notes. That's right, yeah. It says, if God didn't give us a spirit of fear, then where do we get it? I just said, that's right in my mind. That's right, yeah. Where do we get it? God didn't give us a spirit of fear, where do we get it? Well, God, you know, I you love when I read through the Bible and there's these people have encounters with angels and encounters with the Lord. The first thing guaranteed that the angel says or the Lord says every time they meet the angel is what? Fear not. Fear not. Whatever it is, fear not. And I was talking about, uh, there was a uh, Pastor Phil Pringle. 
uh, his, his, one of his, his verses that he says, Lord, fear not for I'm, I'm with you. Be not dismayed, I am your God. It's in Isaiah, I think it's 41.10. Fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. Fear not. And Pastor Phil Pringle uh, wrote a song called Fear Not. Uh, fear not. Remember that song? Yeah, love that song. And uh, his, his, uh, his, his verse um, that he, he said, I've, I've said that verse more times then anyone you'll know, fear not for I'm with you. Fear not for I, fear not for I'm with you. Wrote a song, fear not for I'm with you. And his message is faith, not fear, fear not. And even in America, in the early stages, when he used to go to America, uh, he wasn't there as a preacher, he was there as a songwriter, as a singer. And uh, his church, Oxford Falls, has ever been Oxford Falls, amazing facility right now. Uh, they, their facilities just started little, but it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And they had, I was talking to one of their leaders, they had, uh, I think it was eight years of uh, knockbacks and no's, you can't build here, no, you can't do this, no, you can't do that, no, you can't do this. And he got to the point where he just couldn't, couldn't go on. And uh, he was on the news, Darren Hinch got a hold of him, he was on a current affair, the whole thing was just, you know, a nightmare, you know, just this battle for Phil Pringle. And uh, eventually, 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 the whole, he just kept speaking, fear not for I'm with you, fear not for I'm with you, fear not for I'm with you. Uh, after eight years, somehow they got a miracle through where the DA got approved for them to build the church. They built the church, which was a miracle. And then what happened was the council, the Warringah Council, named the street that the church was on. It's on Wakehurst Parkway, if you've ever been there. And the other one's called Dreadnought Street, Dreadnought. And they thought, yeah, Dreadnought, yeah, great. And they told Pastor Phil, they said, yeah, name this one Dreadnought Street. And he nearly fell off his chair. Dreadnought Street, look back at it, dread means fear and naught means not, fear not. And they named, the council named the street Fear Not. As they built, as they got through, as they said, where, as they went where God called them to go, he said, I have more fears of doing it than anyone you've ever met. I was the most, ner- you know, I, I couldn't do this. Just fear not, for- it just spoke the word. Just spoke the fear not for I'm with you. As they named the street, they named it fear not. He, he, fear not, for, you know, they named it dreadnought, fear not. Pastor Phil, amazing. If you go there, have a look at it. It's just amazing. That was point number, uh, I think it was the love scripture. Anyway, uh, last one, uh, peace. It says uh, that we pursue peace. Uh, these, are, these are things that Paul's asking. It's not too like, go after or you know if you can if you got time no he's saying to pursue righteousness being right with the lord we're to pursue faith or to pursue or chase after love and we're to chase after or pursue last one peace it says here in uh i think it's philippians 4 i'm not sure i didn't write the name of the scripture but it's that is for four four Four, four, uh, four, five, all. Uh, anyway, this is rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all. Uh, the Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. What a blessing that the God who can control and create the, the whole world says to me, Andrew, be anxious. What for? For nothing. For nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Verse seven, so powerful. And the and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard. And the peace of God is guarding my heart and mind through Christ Jesus. I love that. That the peace of God, a picture like the peace of God, and he's like there like this, with a, you know, he's guarding. Like the peace of God's right there and sort of guarding my heart. I love that. And uh, so when we're out of peace, I just need to slow it down. Every time I feel like being rushed and, you know, it's too hard, too fast, slow it down. Last, 
Last point, it says here, with those, and if I get the band up, if we have the band. Now, with those, uh, point seven, uh, point seven, how do we get to point seven? Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, man, a lot, yeah, point seven. It says, uh, with those who call on the Lord, with those, we're a community, our church isn't a one-man show, it's not about one person, we're a community of people. So great seeing the kids do what they do this morning. So great seeing the, you know, the pregnant women and the babies and the, you know, I said, so I think it was uh, Jeff's uh, grandma, uh, I think it's Katie's grandma. Uh, I said, it's so great. You know, the church needs more babies, pregnant women, and, and old people. We need old people. You know, what a great thing. And I said, oh, sorry, you're not allowed to call someone old who's old, are you? She said, no, I'm old. It's amazing. Yeah, you can call me. I said, okay. Thank you. Uh, point seven, we're a community of people. Uh, it says in the book of Acts that they continued steadfastly. They continued. Not he, not that family, but they continued. And point number eight, and uh, eight points, flip, with like, uh, what do you call those things when there's a point and then like another thing underneath the point? So, <laughs> come on, Nathan. That's a lot of points here, church. And that's uh, like eight points with one, two, three, four sub points pretty good got there number eight and uh number eight is call on the lord with those who call on the lord and who we are is that we call on the lord the bible says in jeremiah call to me and i'll answer you oh, call to me and i'll answer you if you've got something going on that we need to talk to the lord about you know you can talk to anybody and you can but the bible says call to me and i'll answer you and show you i love this verse i can't get out of it and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. I love that. I, I don't know heaps of stuff. Um, but when I call, don't overwhelm me. Yeah. But when I call on the Lord, I know that uh, God, He said He'll answer me. I love that. When I, what am I going to tell to my kids? Guys, when you call on the Lord, guess what? He will answer you. Uh, he will answer you. If you haven't heard Him answer you, then He hasn't answered you, but He will answer you. If you're going through something, it's too hard and it's too much, you know, call on the Lord. Call to me and I will. But God says, He says it, it's a promise. And then it says here, and show you great and mighty things oh, which you do not know. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.